Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. This is your first time listening to the Temple of Geek Podcast. We have been around since 2012, covering everything from pop culture, news, events, conventions, and cosplays. Today on this episode of Temple of Geek, joining back with us is going to be Sergio, Jay, and Daniel. Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be here. I am Ron. I'll be your host for this Temple of Geek podcast. And today we'll be talking about actually uh, this third season, episode nine, Vox, entitled Vox for Star Trek Picard. And guys, whoo, this is it. Last two episodes. We're probably basically in our movie. Or basically, these last two episodes are going to be is the movie that I think the fans deserve. You know, after much debate and feelings about how Nemesis went out, uh, a lot of mixed feelings about that from the audience didn't do too so well in the box office. You know, much love to um. Oh, we we lost Sergio. We lost Sergio. We lost one. We lost one to the Mr. Borg. Mr. Worf, fire. <laughs> we lost one to the Borg. Um. He'll right, be, he'll be back. <laughs> he'll find a he'll find a way. Data will make it right. Data will make it right. Yeah. Um. Oh. Oh. Too soon. Too soon. All right, guys. So overview. Let's let's talk about let's talk about episode nine. Vox. Um. Again, last two episodes. Well, um. Me- go ahead, Dan- Daniel. Uh, I'll let you jump get the jump on that discuss your overall feelings overall take on the episode so for me this week this was a crazy bit of of nostalgia this was a crazy week in pop culture we had a pretty good episode of the mandalorian with some great callbacks coming out this week we announced the other star franchise the other star franchise we had where i work we announced our new series, Stars on Mars, which is a reality show where we're sending celebrities to a fake Martian habitat, and it is going to be hosted by the captain himself, William Shatner. William Shatner. Woo. So he's William Shatner coming back to space TV this summer. And then what we saw on Star Trek, and I'm going to say, I just want to say that, what we saw on Star Trek this week, right? No, no subtitle, no qualification. Star Trek, The Enterprise, 1701 Bloody D, returned. <laughs> and I yeah. never thought I would see that. No bloody E or F? No bloody <laughs> any other letter. The, the big D, <laughs> the big D is back. The fat one is and back. big D energy is here <laughs> on Star Trek. <laughs> we, we, you know what? It was a sexy big D, so... It was great. <laughs> I love that shit. A lot of people love that D. Loved that D. Oh, I am so. We're gonna have so much fun talking about that D. But we're gonna be talking about so many other things besides that scene. Jay, what is your overall impression of the episode? This, this episode, I just watched it again this morning. Well, I woke up this morning about six thirty. Todd Stashwick was doing a live thing and I watched him just ramble and he rambled so well and just like send off to his carry. So, oh yeah, 
emotional episode <laughs> all around. I, I had to ask you guys to re- start recording later because I had to go to the restroom and wash my eyes out because of just watching it again and going, yeah, I, you know, Shaw's gone. And then the D de- just like the last third of that episode was a madhouse of emotions from losing one of my favorite characters with the best arc arguably the best arc in Trek, <laughs> to then the big reveal of what the heck was inside of Bay 12 at the Fleet Museum, hearing the voice of the, the real computer, <laughs> the real computer, Majel Barrett. Majel um, Barrett. Beautiful. And, you know, we could get into this later, but, like, I was expecting to hear more of her, con- considering before she passed away, she recorded lots of phonetics. And so I was just like, to bring her back there, just all it just exploded. And then we could talk more about that. But overall, uh, I had to wash my eyes out, get the red out, so that I can look good on camera, um, and then talk about this. So, so I loved it. I loved it. You know, when I when I watch this episode, I I literally okay. So I have to. I literally have to wake up at like 4.30 in the morning or 4.30 in the morning before I go to work. But I could not hold out not watching this episode, especially since it was crucial since it's the last two episodes. And what I did during that whole entire evening was I literally had to like scream and cry silently, sobbing in my bed, just watching the entire episode unfold from you know, Deanna really stepping up and uh, finally coming through besides uh, being, um, you know, Imzadi with Riker in the previous episode and then having to see this and the revelation and just, um, I know I'm going to go into more detail about this probably later, um, just the whole trauma surrounding Picard. And I think this whole entire in, in fact, the whole entire season has kind of been about that theme of trauma. Um, at least one of the themes, besides gathering a family and whatnot and, and nostalgia. But overall, this episode was just mwah, chef's kiss. Um, you know, the whole talk about fan service can just be thrown away, let down the garbage disposal, teleported away, blown up to billions of pieces. Because I think this was more of what I've been saying for a while is a tribute to the fans and doing Star Trek in a way that, you know, just feels good, feels right. And, uh, you know, Jay, you put it in in the last time, you put it, you said it well the last time. This is what the fans have been wanting, have been wanting to see for and feel for a long time. So, yeah, what uh, Daniel, you're about to say something. Well, I was going to say this is, you know, this is that this is that pure idea of fan service, which Star Trek has flirted with. You know, it's been around almost sixty years. I think back to generations, right? And you know, people were hyping. We're going to have Kirk, Renette Picard in the same movie, and that was that was an anticipated <clears throat> event. And I think a lot of people, myself included at the time, felt a little disappointed in how that played out because it didn't live up to the expectations. And from a from sort of a production marketing standpoint, that's just such a wasted opportunity, right? You know, you're saving that one. You're like, well, we're gonna we're gonna bring Kirk and Picard together at the right time, and then we're gonna make a big event out of it. And they tried, and it didn't work. And what's crazy about this is it feels like 
sort of similar to maybe the Avengers or some of these other big pop culture crossover moments that we've seen is perfectly executed. It's exactly what you want. It delivers and it doesn't waste the moment, right? Like we're probably not going to get this again. Like yeah. We'll probably never yeah, see no. the Enterprise D, certainly this crew on the ship again. We had no right to see it this time, right? But this time was great and we will always have it. And that's fantastic. Awesome. Oh, we got Sergio back online. Yeah, um, I don't know if you can hear me. We can hear you. So tell us, how difficult was it to free yourself from the Borg? Did you have to rip out their genetic manipulation? Uh, uh, yes, I fear for myself. But then I remember I'm 40, almost 44, so I was in a safe place. But uh, yeah, they, 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 I mean, my computer was assimilated and uh, I had to run for a backup. It's all green, is it what you're saying? It's all green. All green. <laughs> it's all green. <laughs> I'm in a fifth element way. It's in a board way, green. In a board way. <laughs> I assume I assume that you're okay because Worf came in at the very last moment and at the opportune moment to save you. Oh yes. <laughs> Which involved decapitations, even though it's right. not Wednesday. Yes. <laughs> and not in a Pacific manner. <laughs> When he's done, he's going to be enjoying his chamomile tea. Before before we go anything, I just wanted Daniel to finish his thought uh, before, Sergio, we go into your yeah, take sure. um, on the episode. So, Daniel, go ahead. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's not something we ever had any right to expect. It's not something I would have expected. I don't even know that I would have thought it was a good idea if, like, someone had told it to me. But they put so much work, even earlier in the season, I remember thinking, like, are they going to go to the Enterprise? Like it feels like they should, but how do you how do you do that? You know how do you how do you go to the Enterprise? And I don't know what's going to happen next week. I don't know if the ship's going to be destroyed. You know, I, I I have to wonder. You know, Brandon Braga said so many times he wished he'd killed Kirk on the bridge of his ship instead of you know in the desert. Are they going to give that to Picard? Are they going to let him go out on the bridge of the Enterprise? You know, saving the day next week, saving the crew. I mean. I will ball my eyes out if they do, but I, I, I don't know that I can think of a better ending. I don't know that I want, we've already seen him retire to the vineyard. I don't want to see him retire to the vineyard again. I don't need to see that. You know, maybe this is it. One last ride. You almost sounded like you were getting emotional there thinking about it. <laughs> it's like, it's so hard of a thought to take in. Cause you know, that idea, even in, uh, even in the military, you know, the captain goes down with a ship um, that's and they the, went out of their way with that great computer voice, like to to make it clear, you know, he is the captain of this ship, right? There's yeah. no like, well, I'm the admiral visiting, and you're the captain. No, no, no. Under the command of Captain Jean Luc Picard. Yeah, yeah. He accepted that field demotion right there on the spot. So, you know, I, I'm getting almost teary eyed just thinking about how this is going to go out and just can only fathom obviously it's gonna hurt and break a lot of fans i just hope, hope that there's nobody will be writing any death threats to the writers if that happens because with hardcore fans that's that's almost bound to happen in fandom no but, they're doing uh, it right they're doing it right and and look they've set up so many great pieces in this episode it, it could go a number of ways but it, you know we know that picard would die for his crew i think he would die for his son i think he would he would want the next generation 
to continue and he would no- acknowledge that he's had his time and he, yeah. and he and he has regrets about some of those you know some of the wasted time right yeah. so i think i think if we see him embrace a purpose and a proactive role which the, you know we already see him in it's one of the great things about this series is they don't relegate picard to a, a side role or a background role you know they put him in the title and they give him his agency and they let him drive the plot and i'm so excited to see where it ends yeah we're all anticipating that all right sergio go ahead what's your overall take on the episode so far to say that i loved it it's like i understand it it's like a a dream come true the whole pacing of 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 the episode is is really really good i mean it's 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 go from a really dark moment between marina and and jack and then it ended up with a really hopeful, hopeful prospect, you know, that is, okay, this is going to be fine. We are going to save the day. But all in all, it, it was an amazing episode. I mean, this whole season keep getting better and better after, the, I mean, the previous episode was amazing. It was great. It was top notch. But this one is even better. And I cannot wait to see the end because I know it's going to be the biggest e- event in Trek history. I mean, in the late yes, history. I agree. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I, I mean, after reading all that Terry Matala was posting on Twitter and and any other social media and the love that the whole cast and crew pour into this this season. I don't think they're gonna kill them. I think this (laughs) is the undiscovered country. I think that we are gonna see the enterprise going into a new adventure, something like that. But I don't, I'm, I'm not seeing uh, a gloomy end, but that's, that's my opinion. Come on, Paramount, Star Trek Legacy. Well, I, I, is it? I think they're definitely, because <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about this. Legacy, Legacy. <laughs> they're not gonna wanna tie up all the characters, right? Because right. they could They're do another show. They want to make sure they can bring in a Riker or a War for any of these characters if they need to, if they want to, right? So it's it definitely they're not going to send the whole Enterprise and lose it in the Delta Quadrant, you know, or anything like no, that. That, then be, it's, that's, that won't know, make sense at all. Yeah. You know, but I and I but I guess I just think that if Picard gives his life, I don't like I just watched Nemesis last night. And that is such a downer movie. Yes. And that ending is so depressing. And I, I watched all four movies like we talked last week. I enjoyed the first three very much. I actually, like Insurrection to me gets better every time I watch it. Yeah, But it that does. fourth yeah. one, it's – and the beginning is good. The wedding is great. Like that first act is fun and you get that – everybody's back together and all that. But that ending is so dour. And yeah. when I'm re- watching it, yes, and I was so happy. I literally, I'm like, I'm so happy this isn't the end. I'm yeah. so happy I'm watching this and I'm like, right. ah, it's a weird middle one. We're going to keep going and we're going to have right, the, the better stuff. Yeah, well, right, that movie had, uh, had so, so much problems. I mean, 
in, in terms of production, uh, and the director who didn't know anything okay. about Trek, and you can tell. So I'm glad that we we have this season of Picard to end yeah. this story because yes, uh, I agree a hundred percent with you, uh, Daniel. Uh, Nemesis is like a bad end for. I for remember this, watching this that and then thinking, you know, okay, there's going to be the next Star Trek is going to be our Star Trek three where we're going to resurrect Data. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have another, um, and it never happened. What is, so it's yeah. been 20 years since we've seen that movie. Yeah, I think I think that was the yeah, 20 something years. Yeah. Just, 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 just barely 21. over. A few. It, yeah. came out, it came out in December, so a few months. Yeah, we're 20 years almost exactly. 20 yeah. years. Okay, so we can say we can say 20. But going back going back to the discussion of Picard, um, let's talk about the one big. Uh, let's we've got a lot of elephants in the room to talk about, but let's mm -hmm. talk about one Many. of the biggest one. Yes, uh, Captain Liam. Oh, stop. stop! Stop this! I gotta, I gotta get some tissues. I mean, okay, we need to pour one out. Pour one yeah, out pour for one the out. captain. <laughs> um, yeah, not Todd Stashworth. You know, let me let me start this discussion. Mm. Um, he was already a, a character that you that got the audience's attention from the get-go because mm -hmm. once you have that emotions uh, welded into you about like this this captain's an a-hole like you're such a you know talking about talking about the d this guy's another kind of d you know what i mean <laughs> and I'm, I'm, this guy <laughs> This this guy, the, the moment that he treats with such snobbery and his nose stuck up in the air, he's a by-the-book uh, captain that just doesn't flex for anybody else, has no respect uh, for, you know, those that came before him. And, you know, we that was obviously explained later about why he had such animosity towards Picard and even a little tension with... Um, with seven yet uh or i'm sorry annika hansen as he likes to re to refer her as <laughs> however you know um i'll say this that that even in my in my feelings about his arc was probably one of the best arcs i've seen in in star trek and it was redeeming by his end uh the way that the way that he came on the way that you kind of hoped that he would he would have a change of light, a uh, change of perspective, because, you know, remember that episode where he had, he talked to seven and saying, you know, that, that she would make a great captain one day. Um, and the, the, the whole scene, the whole monologue, emotional, deep, traumatic monologue of talking about his experience on Wolf three at Wolf three, five, nine, the battle, that main battle with the Borg and uh, Picard being Locutus. That 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 whole tie-in and that whole arc playing into his character just worked so well. And by the way that he went out, oh, this is all spoilers. Come on, um, the way that he went out um, was was very poetic in a way. Um, Those are his words this morning. Stashrick's words this morning. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. I still have to watch that. I know he posted it, so I still have to watch his post about that. Um, so it, it was. 
that that thing where he's just despised the he was uh, he escaped the Borg at Wolf Nine. He had his feelings about Seven and Picard about being ex Borg, and he's in a battle with the Borg and the turnaround where uh, I think it was Terry Metalis that had, that addressed this that uh, or somebody else that um, he went full circle and he he was the one he as captain not the lieutenant this time he was the captain saving basically the rest of the crew to get on board that shuttlecraft so that was in itself that whole loop right there is what i love and that attention to detail in the writing just it's, really it's like the perfect resolution to his survivor guild he was able to you know yeah he came full full circle yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah, so so do you guys have any other uh, other things to share about Shaw or anything about our captain, the other captain we love and love to hate, hate to love in general? Um, I, I, at the beginning, I was wondering if he was a disciple of Jellico. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. be honest. Yeah. Because of the, I mean, they, they both have the same... Uh, by the book attitude, um, but then uh, how the character was developed during these nine episodes, uh, I love him. I love him. I know that it's a, it's a captain that I will serve under. Uh, I mean, it's without any question. Um, and after uh, the speech about Wolf Three Five Nine. That we talk about this uh, on, on our last podcast, um, you understand why is he is like that, and and now, as Jay was, uh, I knew Ron were, were pointing out uh, that he had this unique opportunity to redeem himself. I mean, in terms of, of the survival guild, so I think that I mean his his whole history arc was. Beautiful, very well written, and uh, but I, I I don't know if he's if he's dead. I'm not sure about that. I, I was thinking dead. about this dead. this uh, early this morning. Do you guys remember uh, that episode in Voyager where uh, they use uh, seven nanoprobes to revive Neelix? Yeah, mm-hmm. I will mm-hmm. leave it there. That's her. Anything can happen. It, he and that's teased, also he, what Stasher said. Anything he, can happen in sci-fi. Yeah, and he, teased, he did slightly tease something. He, he said he said something about, you know, that we might hear about his character somewhere, some other place. We don't know where. It's going to be Lower Decks. Let's be honest. He's going to show up in Lower Decks. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna I would love that. I mean, I it, it works it. out. Terry, Terry and him are teaching about, awesome. about how they're going to revive him if the possibility came, comes. So, you never I mean, know. If, they, if they're dead in real live action, why not just animate them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, as <laughs> I was saying, nanoprobes are magic. Yeah. Let it... Let it let it be a joke on Lower Decks, where he just he comes out as a zombie or something. Well, lower, decks, <laughs> lower, decks, lower Decks is set before Picard, so it would yes, be prequel. Yeah. It would be yeah, prequel, I mean, Shaw. It'd be, it'd be, be cool. Commander, Commander, yeah, Shaw, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Commander, maybe. 
something like that. his Titan, because Titan is still Rikers in mm-hmm. uh, in Flordex. So I don't know. That yeah. sounds cool. I also like the nanoprobes thing. Star Trek has a great history of these secondary characters going back to the original series, right? You'd have these guest stars, usually back then, one episode, like Styles and Balance of Terror. You know, these yeah. characters that serve the story, they're, they serve the themes of the episode, but they're very distinct. And usually the audience can identify with these characters almost a little more because of whatever that conflict is, right? So in Balance of Terror, Styles had this prejudice against Romulans, and you could relate to that because you were like, well, I don't trust the Romulans, and, and this guy's probably right, you know, that Romulans are a lie and they're, and they're treacherous. And Shaw is very much the same way, you know, over 10 episodes, right, where he doesn't trust, you know, of course, the Borg, he hates the Borg, and he resents, you know, Seven of Nine a little bit because she was the Borg. And then when, when our heroes arrive, he's suspicious of them and skeptical of them, and he's, he's this foil, but... Never like a joke, never, he makes jokes, but he's never, he's never a joke. You know, he's mm-hmm. never silly. He's not a, a, a mustachio twirling villain, right? He's a, he's a rich character. And by the end, we understand why he both had issues with Seven of Nine's Borg heritage, yeah. but yeah. also had some sympathy for her. In other words, you know, he was drawn to her history because of his experience and perhaps in some way wanted to try to reconcile or, or even, even save her from what he saw as like her own orgishness. Right. And he had to learn to sort of accept how she had integrated herself. I think last week I said that she would have to make a choice and it would involve him. And we haven't seen her make a choice yet, but we have seen him reconcile with her Mm -hmm. and, come to peace with who she is and give her that respect. And I think he's never been more at peace than when he was dying. And it was yeah. like, oh, the guilt yeah. is over. Yeah. I, I saved them this time yeah. and it's gone. It's like, it's, 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 it's like this weight, you can see it. He's dying, but he, he's never been more light, you know? And, and that's great acting. It's great yes. writing. And it really sets up, it does something to help Seven and it, 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 it gives something to her character that whatever they do with her in the future, whether she, you know, next week or on another show or a movie, it's now a part of her, right? Shaw's sacrifice is now something that she, just like she mentioned Janeway before and she's mentioned Picard, mm-hmm. these are people that have invested in her. Now Shaw is one of those people. And who, right. who would have thought at the beginning? Yeah. Plus, yeah. you know, her, her search for the new family, right? Yeah. What more yeah. than the love of a family for someone else to lay down their life for, for her? And so this has gotten to your point, Daniel, this has got to be seared into her heart and her mind and, you know, her journey away from Borgness. You know, I think that's that's beautiful. Her, there's so much more seven story to tell. Yeah, I um, we can we can almost see where, you know, her arc is also has also truly evolved over so many years, you know. Being on, being on Voyager, then being on that Picard, where in that last see, in uh, at the end of season two, you know she sat in the, she sat in the uh, chair of this um, of the stargazer, star stargazer, right, um, and then obviously becoming commander on the ship. So that long huge arc of mm-hmm. uh, Jay, as you said, like becoming part of this family, and then having having Janeway and Picard and now Shaw. 
vouching for her and Shaw doing it in such a way that again was just really a, a testament to her character and, and how Shaw the biggest critic of her. Yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. Uh to be to be in that. I know we kind of drifted from our discussion of, of Shaw into into Seven just because, you know, all those characters are connected. That that that's 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 the thing about this show is that everything is just it, we can jump from topic to topic just so, so seamlessly just because how everything just ties in together so well. Mm-hmm. You just can't have anybody so exclusive. Everybody's just mutually exclusive in their own sense, but how how they how everybody just develops uh, so well with each other. Yeah. But um um, now, what did we have anything else to add about Shaw? No, there is something that I, I was thinking about this. There is something that I, I think it was never addressed. Uh, how Seven ended up being his uh, number one, mm-hmm. taking into account the whole, uh, I mean, the whole background that the, that uh, he had with the with the with the boards. I mean, the whole I mean, the whole story about World Three Five Nine, the Survivor Guild. How uh, an XB ended up being yeah. his uh, his number one? Uh, that I, I think it was never addressed. Well, maybe I, I, uh, addressed on, I, I a little bit about it on, on in the ready room a little bit about his yeah like, he did yeah conjecture he, he addressed how that, that happened. Hmm. But it's I not think, like canon, obviously. It's just you know maybe <clears> he chose her because no that's, that's, what, that's not what, I, what I mean. I mean it's, it was never addressed uh, on camera. It was something yeah. that they mentioned on in the ready room. Yes. Yeah. So it was mentioned in the ready room that you know he would that he uh, Todd Statrick was saying that you know he would love to have somebody to kind of basically be the yin to his yang or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to bring balance to him as a captain and making those, making the decisions and bringing the other another perspective of input to his character. Yeah. Uh, but moving moving forward and changing Actually, topic. Can I, one oh, one thing I wanted ahead. to add to that because I was watching the deleted scenes on Nemesis and you know there's that scene when Picard gets his new first officer. Yes. And it's yeah. sort of set up like obvious. You know, they never met before, so you get this sense like, well, there's probably like a list of first officer candidates, right? And a captain yeah. can sort of pick somebody Jeez. based on their resume, yeah. essentially, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So it, you can imagine a couple of things with, with uh, Seven, but, you know, the most likely is that she went through that training program that she did. She was yeah. put on that first officer list. And he's like, I don't trust this Borg, so I'm going to put her on my ship where I can watch her. Yeah. Because, you know, like, you can almost see it that way, and that kind of feeds into his attitude and the way he sort of dead names her and all that yeah. because – you could come from that place of keep your enemies close, you know, type yeah, of a thing. Yeah, yeah. But keep her in. Keep yeah, her in I would get under my thumb. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you could see yeah. that with a character like Data. You can almost imagine uh, a captain who didn't trust Data and was like, I'm going to put you on the ship to watch you. You know, like it's it's horrible. And and it worked out for them, but, I think. Yeah. That, to, to your point, it's like it that he feels possibly that if, if that was the thing, he feels like that is his responsibility. Let's. I need to continue mm-hmm. to protect the Federation from any Borg infiltration. And if this one's coming on my ship, I can watch her. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Keep a close eye. All right. So, um, uh, the chain. Oh, go ahead, Jay. Oh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. I was just going to say like, so I watched, uh, uh, touch dash live this morning and, um, just to what everybody's saying about this character. So, and, and I know that Sergio started with, with, and me too. When I when he first got on screen, I thought of Jellico. I just thought you know, yeah. it may not have been, you know, 
but they they had they're they're of the same cloth or they're of the same mold kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they did with with uh, Shaw's character a whole lot better than Jellico is that they really made him three dimensional and went through you know that whole scene in the bar and explaining the big reveal of why he's such an a hole. Um, just really started to you know make him someone that I know. You know, I get there's people that have hurt me in the past that, you know, at the time, you know, those people are one dimensional and I, I've hated how they reacted to certain things. But then over time, as I get older, I'm in my, you know, almost my mid forties now, I, I, I think about the decisions that people had to make and things that they had to live through. And, and there's this, 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 uh, uh, this empathy that grows as you mm-hmm. get older. And so seeing that character and seeing him go through his entire arc and provide that poetic ending for him mm-hmm. uh, was just something that I think everyone wants in their lives to see oh, yeah. redemption and that kind of thing. And so he, he's, he talked a little about this morning about that and about his last day of filming and him walking, so he walks onto his bridge and the entire crew's there, you know, everyone on the bridge of the Titan and they're giving him a standing ovation. And he wow. says something that um, is just like, you know, it's once in a lifetime that you're given something. I, I'm going to mess this up. You got to go watch his, his posted life. But, you know, you're given once in a lifetime. A proper like send off. Yeah. And, uh, and he really just thanked the writers for developing this character. And, uh, you know, he's, he has no right to have been this character, but he appreciates the, the yeah. you know, it's just, it just, it broke my heart again. And then I watched the episode again and then I heard his voice and then I started crying and it was awful. But anyway, that's all. Can we just, have a just, round of applause for Todd Sadwit? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, however, I just want to note that this is not his first appearance on Structure. No. No. This is not his first. My language. So, my favorite, my favorite series. My favorite series. Yeah. Yeah. So this is not his, this is not his first appearance. So, um, you know, people can Google, can Google that role and look like, wait, didn't, uh, well, what's great about that, his role on Enterprise, that la- his last scene on Enterprise was a great tease and it was never it was a, like a cliffhanger that was never really picked up on because the show yeah. ended up of course being canceled but you know he uses the line reunification i mean i think he kind of talks about this like as a star trek fan he's already done something where he could put it on his wall and be like i was on star trek i was a romulan i said reunification you know i'm, I'm good i can i can be in the museum <laughs> i have a i have a memory alpha wikipedia page you know like i'm set and so then to also be a captain, I mean, if look, if they keep making more Star Trek, he should just do all the aliens. You know, he could be a Klingon next oh, time. Yeah. Oh, he could yeah. be a, an yes. Andorian. Like, he's got more roles to play. We, we could have more Todd Stashwick, you know? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't, it'll be hard to it'll be hard to uh, it'll be nice to see him in future roles or see, you know, other alien beings as well, too, because just his role as captain on, on the Titan has just been so iconic to Star Trek, yes. uh, just a, into the franchise in general. And we will definitely, definitely miss him. If yeah. you're watching uh, this, Todd, we love you. Yeah. Oh, we love you. Uh, uh, 
we'll we'll try to maybe maybe hopefully we'll uh, we can all get together. Um, I know this is just on the side. If he does another book signing, you oh know, yeah, uh, I'm I'm not into the um I'm not into the Dungeon and Dragons fan uh, thing, but however, you know, it's to go out and and see him and and show. I already bought, uh, bought that book. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I bought his like yes. signed copy of the library. Yes, I got the. Yes, it's, I'm it's waiting. In my, we, uh, it's in my queue. After this, I'm gonna push the you know, yeah. purchase button. <laughs> look at that! Look at that! We're already plugging in his book. We are not being. I want to let all the listeners know, or anybody watching this podcast, when it comes out, we uh, we are not being paid for this. We are not. We are not being sponsored at all to put put in these plugs, uh, nor in or nor um, you know endorsing anything of any of any kind uh, officially. So this is just a work of love. <laughs> this is just a podcast of for fans by yeah. fans. Um, but anyway, all right. So the changelings involvement in this whole season so far mm-hmm. has played obviously a, a huge role into the, the story. And now we're seeing, uh, much more of how they're tied into the Borg. Um, so how do you think, how do you think that the changelings have really played out into this season? Like, what do you, what do you think about, especially as, as to how, you know, they're getting around from ship to ship and the whole thing with Beverly finding out, you know, how, how they're being able to duplicate our bodies. And, and obviously we've seen the, 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 the incisions that she's made on, mm-hmm. um, the fake, um, Sydney. uh, and some, the fake uh and since sydney laporte i was trying to get her rank right um <laughs> uh you know how do you think that how do you think that whole uh storyline played out and the use of the changelings uh i have a word for them minions <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Minions? Minions. 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 Yeah? The changelings, the, the biggest enemy of, of the series of Deep Space Nine became minions for yeah. the board. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, to, I mean, to be fair, this is just a faction of the, of the Great Link. Uh, right. Uh, Correct. And I, I was watching uh, last night uh, the changing face of evil. Which is a great episode of DS9, and they were scary, man. This, yeah. this changing. I mean, Vadik was really, really scary. From I mean, from uh, on the very uh, early episodes until uh, um, episode eight, where we, we, we're talking about this, there was she was like a cartoon character. And uh, but but yeah, they ended up being like a. A mean to an end, uh, and nothing more than that. They 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 had no uh, separate agenda. Mm-hmm. That's that's that the thing that I I, I really I, I uh, if they develop that uh, it, it, I mean they they need more than that, than, than ten episodes and that's impossible with uh, today's television. Uh, but yeah, the, the thing that I I, uh, I will I would love to uh, to see or I would love to see develop was that they had like a separate agenda. They were scheming something uh, beyond uh, this uh, this revenge of the Borgs. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I think this is it's it, from their point of view. 
Yeah. Right. Even, even though we all know the, you know the Borg queen is sort of an uber intelligence, you know, but from mm-hmm. their point of view, they're using the Borg to get revenge on the Federation. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, so like, Maybe, and then yeah. it is a faction, you know, this was, I like to, I imagine. After Role the, reversal. I see, I see. Right. That. And cool. I imagine after the yeah, Dominion the War. Kind of thing. Right. Well, yeah. after the Dominion War, you'd have to think that the, the, the Dominion, right, that stays in the Gamma Quadrant. Right, yes. changelings don't come through, and and there's not much changeling presence here in the Federation. Mm-hmm. But these guys were pres- essentially prisoners of war that were mistreated. Yes. right. Their existence probably denied. So even when they when they broke out, maybe a few people at Section Thirty One even knew that they existed. Right, because you wouldn't mm-hmm. want to acknowledge it. So they they can't go home because they've been changed. They can't go back to the Great Link, and they're just angry. Right. And somehow the you know the, the Borg learn of them or or see them as a means. Maybe they encounter them and try to assimilate them. Maybe they can't be assimilated, right? Who knows? An interesting thing. Yeah. And they're like, well, we're gonna use you. But to them, the deal is, oh, we can we can destroy the Federation. The Borg mm-hmm. are our weapon. And the yeah. changelings did all the work. They changed the transporters. They infiltrated Starfleet. We don't know how many people it's, – it's, it's not clear how many infiltrators they use. But as we learned in Deep Space Nine, you don't need many. Exactly. Right? There were like there are only yeah. three changelings on Earth. Yeah. We shut the whole planet down. It's one of my favorite Deep Space Nine episodes, Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost, yes. Because it's Very like, no, your fear is your enemy. Yeah. We're just – manipulating you and that's that's what the changelings do right so you don't need a lot of them but it's an ingenious plan because i mean vatic of course was beaten last week which was bold and now we see why we don't really need her anymore but if they if that hadn't happened let's say she had delivered jack and done her part mm-hmm. you know they could just sit back and watch federation be destroyed you know, yeah, and, just and like, you know, uh, head off just into the into the popcorn, popcorn michael jackson meme yeah yeah, they they almost they almost finished their plan. Like they really they got it to the very end. And well, but they, they were scared uh, by the board. They, they they were scared by the board because Vatic Vatic would lived under uh, had some type of fear and was into yeah. a little bit intimidated and, because and, and uh, yeah. the board can manipulate them uh, in, on a genetic level because you do remember that the, 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 uh, when the face yeah. thread. Uh, um, Vadik, she was like almost losing cohesion, you know? So yeah. there was something that really scared uh, the changelings. Um, yeah, he said, that, that, I mean, that uh, put me in a position to call them minions because they, they were not in control of the situation, the Borg were. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true, yeah. It's not clear whether there was like an agreement or whether they were captured and yeah. is this a form of assimilation, you know, that's been done to them? Is it something mm-hmm. different? It's it's and it's not important, I think, to the story. But yeah. um, but you're right. There's clearly a higher. I mean, she says, and I, I'm going to say she. I'm going to call the the floating head face she because I, I believe it is the board queen. You know, she says you're expendable. Your whole crew is expendable. Yes, you know, go in there and get Jack right in back in episode four, or whatever it was. Which is a, a lovely re, um, reversal from how the changelings were treating the the other uh, Dominion members, like the Breen, the Kardashians. They were all tools, and now they are the tool. So I, I love that. That's a great, that's another a great, great little point. poetic element. Yeah. 
So do we think that do we think that the face is 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 the queen? I'm still because it's coming I out think, on a different voice. Palace has said that or implied it in some interviews. He has basically said something like, "You've seen the floating head face. You've only seen the back of the board queen's head. Right. Wait yeah. till next." And you will understand. So it could mean a number of different things, but I think we're gonna we're gonna get an answer. We're gonna get our answer to that question next week. Yeah, well, because I, I, don't maybe, maybe I don't think we're gonna assimilate the changeling somewhere. Maybe there is an assimilated changeling somewhere, and that's the face. And the voice of or the look, is Alice Crash. So. If they did yeah. if they did assimilate the changelings, perhaps the Borg Queen has changeling elements. Oh true. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They have added it's their evolution. distinctiveness to their own. To, yeah, to their yeah. own. Yeah. It's, you know. Um, and included in that in their Borg cube. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Amazing. To seek out. To, oh, uh, this would essentially go within the within the whole Star Trek model, you know, to seek out new life. And that's yeah. technically new life. So, yeah, but in the bad way, it's, it's like uh, it's not class space out, babies, but it's cool. It's interesting I'll, I'll and scary. Out, it's like I'll seek out new life, uh, but we're, we're not seeking you guys out. Borg and Changeling, nah, we're done with that. Well, um, I mean, you, you just, I mean, this is an epiphany. I mean, the motto of of of, of Starfleet is to seek new life and new civilizations, and that's the uh, um, positive way to do it. But the board have the negative way, so they are, without without doubt, the gene. They're the antithesis of the Federation. Yes, exactly. I think like the Federation. It's like the Federation saying, like, "Oh, we got to deal with Borg and Changelings combined as one." Oh hell no! <laughs> well, let's talk. I, let's talk about the Borg, and maybe it's on your list. I of, do. I, I want to. But, um, yeah, let's let's. I mean, yeah. let's adjust that other I mean, elephant I mean, in the I mean, room. I, opening I the door. I made a list on my phone. About the, the 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 things that we sh- we should talk about regarding this episode, and it has three, <laughs> three pages. I mean, it's, it's, it's unwritten, but it has three pages. So we have a lot to talk about. And the board no, no, gonna- only the second topic on this list. <laughs> you're, you're gonna give us a lot of work to do, Sergio. So we can we can definitely have three time. times. I mean, I I, I watched it twice. This, the night that it was premiere, because the first time I was crying like a baby, so I needed to rewatch it. <laughs> and we've then got, we've, got the, we've got content for days. Yes, <laughs> yes, and, and I, I, I rewatched it uh, yesterday to prepare for this podcast. So can I can I start? Um, I yeah, think you okay. guys had seen it before I did, and so I was like live chatting with you as things were happening, mm-hmm. and. When the door opened for a split second, or maybe longer than a split second, and we found out what it was, I was like, again? The board for three seasons somehow. And then, um, so I was initially just like, really? Again? Seriously? <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote, Borgs, three seasons? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. But but to be honest, I I I I'm not blaming this on uh, I I'm not putting this on on, on on Michael Chabon and Akiva, but I think that they 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 missed the target on on this uh, on, on the prior uh, prior two seasons regarding the board. yeah. I was gonna say this time around though, 
one work 100%. They even got the Borg cube right. You're walking around in there and you're supposed to feel claustrophobic and like they got the little like laser thingies on the round circle. It's just all there. Like mm-hmm. what you remember. Yeah. It felt scary to walk around that ship because I can only imagine the type of fear everybody was feeling in first contact when the Enterprise yeah. E was already starting to get assimilated. Mm-hmm. Um, in that so those those aspects and you see crew members being walked around becoming just on the verge of becoming drones um uh on the sh- on the ship yeah. but i know i know you brought up uh dana you brought up the topic of of the borg so was there anything you well, wanted to mention or bring yeah i mean i think the borg are <clears throat> the best villain that star trek ever created yeah, and, and, and it was an accident. You know, it's like Casablanca, right? They're just yeah. writing a bunch of movies, and they happen to write Casablanca. You know, the Borg—they're writing episodes in the second season of Next Generation. They're trying to come up with some interesting stuff. They create this episode; it's really good, mm-hmm. and it it starts this whole chain. And you know, the first contact was—it felt like a climax to the Borg story. And you could have never seen the Borg again. You could have said that was that was it. They killed the queen. It's over. Yeah, they made the decision to keep him in Voyager to without really explaining it. You know, fly. Oh well, there's a you know, this is not just one queen, or you can transfer. You know, they, of course, of course, the collective continues. You know, yeah. so once you do that, once you establish that, you don't really want to completely get rid of them. And I hope they don't do that here because I think <clears throat> because you've done it before and it just kind of feels rote. You know, but mm-hmm. as a result, they are this ultimate threat. They have this ability to evolve, to grow, to change, right? To to get more deadly, to get smarter. And I'm really happy, I think, at the end of the day, that just like with bringing the Enterprise D back, right? Exactly the way you want to see it. That they're bringing the Borg back exactly the way you want to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be some final confrontation. I'm very excited to see how they how it's resolved. But if there was going to be a final battle you know, in, in, in Picard's life, let it be the Borg. And absolutely, this is the, it's like the rise of Skywalker moment for, for Star Trek, but earned set up, built up to, and even the stuff in the previous seasons is it may not have worked as well. Mm -hmm. It all at least speaks to the Borg were a threat. They were a big part of our history. There's some sense that they're still around. We don't know. There's a mystery here. We're not. They, we're not sure. And that actually helps this season. A, it doesn't contradict anything we're seeing. And no. B, because they did that, you expected this less. If yeah, there's I mean, no Borg in season one and two, you'd be like, "Where are the Borg? When are yeah. they?" We'd, every week we'd be talking about when are the Borg showing up? When are the Borg showing up? And it's like because they did that, we're like, "No, we're not even. We're not thinking about the Borg." It's, 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 it's the prophets. It's this. It's that. You know, we we say every other thing, but yeah. we would never be like, "Oh, it's going to be the Borg," because they sort of took the edge off. Yeah, and in, yeah. in favor of, of season two, uh, they did. Um, explain well how one queen is replaced by the other that was mm-hmm. really 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 good so but I yeah, love that I chamber, that, that well, chamber that, where the chamber where the board queen can escape in season oh, yeah, one. That's season one that was a cool idea too like it kind of yeah. made sense you know because why they have all this technology and you would protect the queen so oh, why course. not you know? i mean it, yeah. it, 
we we uh, all have this knowledge about how every state protect <clears throat> their their head. So that it's not surprised that the Borg are protecting the queen that way. I mean, with a special cham a special chamber to to escape, or the the, the way that the, the queen transfer herself to another drone or another individual to to preserve herself. So it, that was really smart. But uh, but yeah, I agree with you. There's there is almost no surprise with the Borg this season. Like, oh yeah, it's the Borg. Yeah, but the twist is really interesting. I mean, it's, that's that's the key. And it's great that this yes, whole yes. idea that there was, first off, that the Eremotic Syndrome from all good things, right, 1994, yeah, right. was caused because of the Borg. Borg. Brilliant. Because, yeah, again, I think yeah. we talked about this last week. It wasn't like he had Wonderful. it during the show. He didn't have no. it when he was young, right? Yeah, right. And to have – I even thought, oh, this is interesting that, that Jack has it when he's this young because Picard didn't have it when he was that young, right? Exactly. And it's because it's this Borg you know, technology, bioengineering, whatever, totally makes sense, you know – they probably all have it, right? Seven probably has it too. They just, none of these people yeah. had children, you know, yeah. and Picard didn't have a child until very late in his life. And how insidious, by the way, like, and also it maps to real human emotional issues. Like everybody fears about passing along their, their negative qualities to their children or, or disease. Absolutely. 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 Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And, that, and that's why, and that's why I, I, I really felt that line, that one scene when you're saying Daniel, when you're saying, you know, passing it off as, as does that, that one line where uh, Picard and Beverly are together, they're looking outside one of the port windows and of the, on the Titan. And they said, you, you know, you've, he's, uh, is the better part of you and the worst of me. Yeah. Some, something to those lines. And that yeah. one, that one hit, that one hit so much because of the duality of Be of Beverly's always good intentions. Yeah. And then Picard's, uh, the, the bit of Picard's dark side to him, which brings uh, so much meaning to uh, not only both their characters, but also how that affects, how that affects Jack. Let me tell now, you what made me cry. It's a scene right before that. And I'm sitting, I literally, I watched this after work on Thursday. I went to a Mexican restaurant and I was watching it on my phone. And I'm crying in the restaurant. Over I'm, tacos? Over oh, tacos? <laughs> it's, it's a scene before that. Very early in the episode, Picard, when they find out, Picard goes to Jack's quarters. And oh, yeah. Home. And Picard yeah. says, and Jack's like, no, no, and we'll deal with it. And he's like, no, he goes, you don't understand. Like, they made me ne nearly kill everyone I knew. I know. They, oh, yeah. There's no, you don't understand what she can make you do. I love that too, by the way, when yeah. he said, but I cried because I, we talked about this last week in episode three or four, he's like, what's the hardest experience you've ever done? And he brings up this shuttle story. Yes. Right. And this, what he just said, that's the it's, true that's answer. That's the real, that's the real answer. That's the hardest the thing answer. because yeah. he was helpless. Like, and, and I, again, so real, you know, the parent is only honest with the child in the really the darkest moment. And yeah. even though they were going to die before, <clears throat> this is much worse. This is like, you're, you're going to die. You know, you're, you're, you, my son are at risk of something so horrible, you don't even understand how horrible it is. And I'm gonna tell yeah. you because I experienced it. And it was so horrible, I kept it from you. It was so horrible, I couldn't tell you about it when you asked me. 
because yeah. I didn't want you to have to deal with that. I didn't want you to have to know how horrible the, the world can be. And is there that to me is just the essence of a parent child relationship, right? Absolutely. Like a, he, he was protecting him. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. I wept. I was. That and, was and, what it got me. And maybe Beverly had, you know, despite how some people feel about her decision in keeping Jack away from her. Maybe, hmm. um, you know, we don't know this uh, because she's only picked up on having these nightmares, these dreams and everything like that, whether or not that played into something about keeping, keeping her, uh, keeping Jack separate from uh, Jean-Luc. Uh, that's probably something we'll never know. Um but how if that plays into a role into that whole family dynamic and mm-hmm. now they are going now they're really trying to save him, which in fact was really I think I think Beverly, I think Gates McFadden has done such a great job in her role this season. I mean, coming off from the top of, of the premiere episode and then and then going to the part where you, you just there's moments where in this episode where you just can't talk about so much, but you just you felt it like when she um when uh, Jack starts going to the shuttle uh, to commandeer the shuttle and go find um, his that connection wherever that is, you see Beverly uh, basically follow him down one of the corridors, being until she's stopped, mm-hmm. um, intercepted by the two officers that are under the uh, that are under the influence of of Jack, and she just screams, "We can do, you know, she just we can do something about it. There's something we can do." And she's just like, "Jack, no, no!" You just hear that echo. I, I love the sound. That's that, that's I, I give credit to the sound guys who did who did well on that because the way they, ex, uh, you know, exaggerated the no on that, you could hear the echo down the down that corridor to give so much more emphasis on on elevating that character element to her because she's lost she's lost she's basically essentially losing two of her sons she doesn't know where will is um you know he's somewhere in space and time and so i think that how she played her role in that whole scene and and being so smart this season and in in find and really exploring the causes of what's undergoing jack um uh, putting two and two together with the changelings um and how that plays in a role into this entire season with the borgen finding that out reporting her findings to uh, uh jean-luc of course um i think it's just a great done a great service to to her character and this is what she's been this is what she's been uh, fighting for this whole season but you know just that whole just going back to you know tying into jack um just they're just hurtful just just um it, for me it's hard to express it in, into words because i'm not a parent myself but uh that that oh i i don't know i can't say I'm, I'm getting almost almost emotional and choked up myself but if, if there's line, anything you guys want to add line she says to picard while they're looking through those port windows there is i i i lost wesley to space and I held Jack so close that I missed the thing was just this, like, it's almost a little bit of survivor guilt. It's almost a little bit of like, um, it's how all our moms would feel right. in a kind of a similar situation. Well, it's a, it's a thing. 
It's a thing parents do as well, which is they ignore or they they choose not to see some of the troubling things in their children. We've seen that with some, you know, yeah. people who have done some horrible things, right, that their parents didn't see. And you want to believe the best. And also, you know, there's this implication that she rose, raised him somewhat in isolation. I mean, he went to schools right. and stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, and how much does that play into, oh, yeah, he was always different, so I protected him. I, it's, I, it's I didn't. It is the, absolutely the age-old human condition of, you know, um, generation to generation, where when you have children, you want to instill the best, but at the same time, you don't, you don't know where that line is, where yeah. you, you keep them protected, or you don't, or you let them explore the world as you did. And, you know, social media has got this, like, when I was young, I just, but there's, it's, it's a very real fear, um, of how best to raise your children. And I look mm-hmm. at my stepson, who's now, um, he's gonna turn 23 here in a month. And um, he has a heart condition. He, um, he's had heart, open heart surgeries since he mm-hmm. was born. And just like, I look at his mom, my wife, um, and just empathize. It's, it's, ta- you know, it's taken many, many years for me to, I can't even stretch the surface of how, how all of that that has experienced her experience in her life and now the experience of him nearly dying several times um has really led to to how she raises him and the things that he she wants him to be a part of or not be a part of and how challenging that is um that you know i'll never know what that's like i'll I'll, i can understand i can see it i can see beverly have this conversation with picard but that how they wrote her felt very much like the um, the the challenge and the the difficulty and uh, the human condition that is parenthood, that is motherhood, that is this is your child. And I've already seen one of my children go. I have no idea where Wesley is mm. hanging out mm-hmm. with um, yeah. Lisa Briones somewhere. Um, but yeah. um, you know. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, that's being a part, being, I mean, being a father, I mean, uh, there, is, there is no biggest fear uh, that to see, I mean, uh, something happening to your to your to your kid. I have two little boys, and uh, I mean, if something happened to them, I'm, I would die. So, mm-hmm. uh, and when when one of your kids uh has a, a i mean a condition or a threatening a life threatening uh, uh disease you're pretty much powerless and that's uh i mean being being a being a, a father or a mother and and being unable to do something to help your child that could destroy you uh, on so many levels, so I I understand uh, that no, I mean Beverly screaming that no, because it's the the her last resort to reach uh, uh, Jack and, and and to try to to help him not to do this this let's call it sacrifice. Uh, because she knows 
what the board are and what they want with him. So she's trying to to to, to do the only thing that it that that, that she's able to do. Right. It's just to scream it's just a, and to, just to be try there. to yes try to reach him and, and try to reason with him in that microsecond, but he's already far gone. Yeah, it, it's 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 definitely tough to talk about uh, talk about this topic with with you know um, having having with again me not having children but knowing that. You know, you're having you have just parents that are willing to go um, risk everything um, for their own kin, for their for their child, and you see that with Beverly and now Picard having his connection with his son, and and which was a nice way uh, that was portrayed in the symbolism that we've seen uh, throughout the entire series. You know, with the vines and and. Deanna Troy finally figuring out the the meaning of those vines and seeking connection, and it was connection on two levels. You know, there was a it was that connection with with the Borg uh, on on from Jack's part, but it was also that connection with uh, with the father. And it was just interesting that it was all red. Uh, but let's 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 switch. Um, let's start. Let's let's uplift the conversation a little bit more because I know it went to it went in, went a whole different route, but. Um, uh, you know, before uh, this podcast turns into another episode with another podcast with so many, um, you know, topics that Sergio has a CVS list of, of <laughs> topics to discuss about. Um, so, so I guess I, CVS there, list, yes. I'm scared with you so much. And, and I even wanted to kind of expand on Daniel's uh, discussion and topic about the Borg, but that's another topic for another time. Uh, let's just br- let's just bring it home. I mean, you know, they have to get off. They're getting off the Titan because they're they know that it's all, the crew, the our TNG crew, our family that we've grown up watching, are are now understand that they have to leave the Titan. Mm-hmm. Because it's been compromised by the Borg already. Um, the Millennial Borg. The, the Millennial Borg. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The Millennial oh, Borg. Not, not, the, not, the, not the Millennial <laughs> Borg. The Gen Z. The Gen Z Borg. Yes, because they are 25 and, and younger. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We can't, we can't do Borg. that. To- we can't do that to Mira and the LaForges. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Yeah, but let's talk uh, about uh, let's talk about that a little bit because uh, the I mean the whole scene and the the the, the, the takeover or the assimilation that was amazing. That was something else. I mean, because they they were not turned into uh, regular drones. Drones, no. No, it's no. The, it was just it's like the re- the real evolution of the Borg. Yeah, uh, they're now yeah. purely biological, purely biological. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, Proteins. I mean, they didn't you know, do the synthetic to quote the no. <laughs> the Queen. I, I I'm so scared and worried about how this is going to involved in future Star Trek storylines if they do things uh, from Picard's timeline on. You know, um, you know, there's discovery, but uh, you know, nothing ties into discovery yet. No. So I, I don't think so. 
Um, but oof, it's just scary. That that thought of how that's going to just play out. They can if fix. They, they, they can they fix can, all the transporters. Like now that they know, they can yeah. replace the DNA back. They can clean the transporters out. Yeah, I was thinking oh, the same. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 easier to fix this because they have no nanoprobes, no transceivers, no receivers, no uh, synthetic. Um, I mean gadget, so uh, yeah. it's just it's just a, a, a genetic level. So it's a software uh, update is what you're saying. We could just do a software update to the transporter. yeah, something like that. But you know, I, 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 uh, we were talking about this. I mean, the transporter that they do is machina of Star Trek, so they can use it uh, to serve whatever pro- purpose they want. So now. They are a weapon, but they can be, uh, I mean, uh, a solution easily. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't be surprised, too, if the Borg already can uh, even use that technology. Um, but, yeah, as you said, Daniel, they can, you know, hopefully Starfleet will find a way to adapt and prevent any of that. Hopefully they put up their own VPN on the on the transporters, <laughs> uh, you know, because well, they yeah. can add better buffers. Better, better buffers. buffers. Yeah, better buffer. Star Trek has a rich history of introducing, especially in films, bits of technology that we will then pretend didn't happen. And you're probably thinking of the JJ movies, but let's go back to 1991 when they develop a Klingon bird of prey that can firewall cloak. And for seven seasons of The Next Generation and seven seasons of Deep Space Nine, no matter what's going on and how bad the war is going and all that, no one ever uses again a bird of prey that can firewall cloaked. Why? (laughs) What happened? Did they lose the plans? And no one can figure this out? It was super (laughs) secret and it was the prototype. Yeah, but it's just like I get it because you don't want to you don't want to destroy your whole world by introducing yeah. like t- technology that breaks your story. But at the same time, we can get past this. It's not. It's not. This is, this is this is almost a, this is almost a thing where it's like I I I know Seven fired at the strike. I know that you know it was a thing to do. I almost kind of wondered you know if Starfleet would be like oh let's gather up some debris and and let's learn about that technology. Yeah. Like, I would think I would think. <laughs> You know, somewhere along the line, let's use this technology to research about our enemies or learn how, how and where this technology came from. I would think that. Well, that that's what that it. station, that's what the station is for. I mean, all the yeah, stuff yeah. you saw in the lockers, right? Mm-hmm. Like the board technology. And, and actually, it's funny. Now I would love, maybe they'll talk about this. We know there were little Borg artifacts in Daystrom station. Yes. Right? Did the changelings encounter the Borg on the station? On the station. In that's what I've always wanted about actually do experiments with Borg technology and the changes. Like, did they introduce them, right? Like, that would be really interesting to know, too. Did yeah. it actually all happen there? Yeah. And and, and with the acquisition yes. of, of Picard's, Picard's body was there for a while, too. So there was, you know, something uh, that could be researched. If if they've held that idea of having uh, aeromotic syndrome for so long, is this something else? You know, that, that was a question brought up by Data. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that previous diagnosis of aromatic syndrome is, yeah. what did he say? Um, in, that, question. Uh, in question. Yeah, in question. Yeah, in question. Yeah. Um, but let's well, again, let's move. Yes, Dan, <laughs> we're yeah. going into theories. No, 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 but maybe, I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> Dr. Soon discovered that anomaly and uh, on Picard's body. But then the body was moved to Dayson's station, uh, Daystrom Station. 
So maybe they also discovered that. And that's how the Gengelins learn about it. Mm-hmm. And that's why they stay right. body. All right, let's go. Let's go into the money shots. Let's go into the ones that generate the money. Let's go into the ones that 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 love that fans have been holding and the celebrities have been Big holding out on, 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 on. No, 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 no. Before, before that, before, oh, that. <laughs> before that, before that, because there is another <laughs> ship that we all were waiting for. Oh, oh. and. The biggest question is, who was in command of that ship? Oh, I was going to get to that part. It wasn't his fault. Oh, no, no, because Shane was was getting into that. I was getting into that. First, first, first. Let's talk about about this whole fleet formation. Come on, man. You can be that silly. I mean... (laughs) The whole fleet connected as one. You know, yeah, you're not supposed to do that. Okay. One guy needs to to infiltrate one ship and and you're done. Distributed systems. That is like key for IT. Oh, yeah. Talk to an IT guy from from the 21st century not to network also. now, Now, let's be clear. I think when you look at Picard all three seasons, it's clear that the changeling infiltration happened a long time ago. Yes. Uh, because we also had, if you recall, there was also a Romulan infiltration in season one. A lot of infiltrations. Yes. And a lot of people in Starfleet that are clearly not. Compromised like crazy. Yeah, they, they don't have the best intentions. And, and little by little, maybe they modify a little science and they, they publish a little paper and, and they start to say, oh, this are is they? very safe and this is much safer. But really, they're, they're lying. So I, I think we can assume. They're setting that it up. There's a yeah. lot of a lot of work went into all of this. It's not just the transporters, right? But it's also no, this idea of networking. Not just sleeper cells getting yeah. activated. But in terms plan. in terms of a, 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 a military organization, I mean, try to sell that fleet formation is the ultimate discovery. I mean, the ultimate strategy. Come on, you never did it before. I mean, you are a fleet. Fleet formation is like the Here, here's, how I it. Here's, how, here's how I'd sell it. Since the 2370s, we have seen a notable decline in the quality of our Starfleet crews, right? I mean, okay. that's why there hasn't been a, a crew like the Enterprise D or the Deep Space Nine. Like, there's just the quality's down. Yeah. So, if we network our ships, we're not relying on individual crews to be outstanding the way we used to do. Yes. And we can just normalize performance across the entire fleet. Well, okay. hence, hence Picard's phrase, this is the most bold thing to do. I can't believe someone didn't stand up. <laughs> okay, so 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 this is a this I'm is a reason why oh, I, I know I'm leading I know I'm leading to a whole different topic here. And I, I'm 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 trying not to, but it, it's kinda like you you guys are kind of tiptoeing on, on things on very on very in specific topics that, that that brings to light what I want to talk about is I almost saw this coming. I, I kind of called it because there were certain aspects and themes of of this whole entire uh, uh, season that it was just it, this has got to happen by the end. The mm-hmm. whole ship connecting thing because yeah. we saw it in Prodigy. 
and we saw it in lower decks. Yeah. And that 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 whole thing of red, of being able to control Starfleet ships, yes. and now we see it now on Picard. That's that's a whole different topic. I just I that's it. That's no, all. No, you're right. Mention. You're right. We we that's had uh, on Prodigy we had the living construct, mm-hmm. and uh, on on lower decks where were the um, the Texan class ships. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So they yes. and, and they they make a. Gruyere cheese out of the space dog. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so so going. The thing was 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 around. I mean, uh, something controlling uh, this uh, entire fleet. So yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, um, because all ships, all ships, if if um, I forgot what movie it was, but remember, um, you could enter. The, the way they did it before in, in order to control another ship, and I think they also did this in, in The Next Generation, was they enter in, captains Star have Trek their two. codes. The Wrath of Khan, yes. Yeah. The Reliance. Yeah. Is the, yeah. uh, the um, what was prefix the? Prefix code. Prefix, prefix code. code, thank you. Yes, the yeah. prefix yeah. code. Have, have codes to be able to uh, control other ships as, as yeah. well, too. Um, so that's obviously another. Again, this is another topic for a whole another whole another session, Sergio. You you can add that to the list. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's, list. We, we finally, <laughs> let, let's talk about let's talk about the enter the appearance the final appearance that we saw in the trailers that was teased in the trailers mm-hmm. the Enterprise F, and as you brought up, Sergio, Admiral Shelby. Um, yeah, that. <laughs> All right, let's bring that. Uh, I I thought it was just. Uh, I love that she appeared. Hated the way she went out. I'm sorry. I just hated I was, the way I was, she went I was, out. I was I was good with it. I rewatched it. I rewatched it just before we started I, I recording. I I I couldn't deal with the way the way they did that. They bring in a character that was there for. I mean, she was there pretty much for best of both episodes of best of both worlds right you know yes. the, the and, that, episode, and one episode, episode on lower decks oh that's right um so two of the episodes of uh that were pinnacle to next generation um so what are your thoughts about the enterprise f appearing and that whole speech it sounded well first you know? first thing because i think he said in an interview talis you know, they told him he couldn't use janeway because she's in Prodigy, and, and she's in Prodigy. Yeah, I respect you don't want to. You certainly don't want to shackle your writers over there. They may have plans, things they want to do. Um, although they do establish that Janeway is around and an admiral, so I don't know if you can do that. I'm not sure why you can't depict her, but okay. Clearly, that speech is written for Janeway, and I, oh, I yeah, think absolutely, yes, it would probably mean a lot more coming from her. You know, because she's. It seems like the way they talk about her, she's clearly either in command of Starfleet or very high up in the chain of command. And I'm not sure that Shelby, I mean, if she's supposed to be, they don't really say that she is. It doesn't, she doesn't feel to me like, oh yeah, she's in charge. She's, she's high up, you know, she's an admiral. And we know she was supposedly the expert on the Borg, right? So right. as far as I'm concerned, she let this happen. She got what was coming to her. That's that's what I have to say. You know, <laughs> had a long career, <laughs> and she clearly did very well. But she left the entire. You, you say, Daniel, you, you're saying that she was asking for that. <laughs> she was asking for it. I'm saying actions have consequences. And when you let the board, 
Riker. I think yes. Riker, Riker was just a little sour that he's only a captain and she's an admiral. Well, yeah. There's some snark and some beef. Well, he waited five or seven extra years to, you know, actually become a captain. She was probably a captain already. So it's kind of Riker's fault for taking so long. <laughs> yeah. I love the snark and the beef. That's a bit of that one. It was good. Well, for, for me, uh, it was um, a great scene, the whole um, Frontier Day celebration. Um, I have problems with fireworks in space, but I get it. Yeah. It's yeah. Plasma like, cannons, and they shouldn't yeah. be making the fireworks noises. <laughs> I know that some somebody from productions gonna gonna explain that. Uh, I mean, but uh, but yeah, I get it. It's a celebration. We uh, we have our flagship uh, due to be decommissioned, so it's the last the last flight. And uh, but. I mean, it was a dream come true to see that ship uh, being made canon because we all know her from, I mean, at least those who, who played the game, we, we know her from Star Trek Online. So I, we were all demanding to, to see as, her as canon. And it's an amazing ship. I, pity that we 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 have we have her for little time but i i understand that they need to develop the the rest of the story but in terms of admiral shelby uh i felt kind of sad for her because uh it was a nice character i i, I mean the idea of her character was to uh to replace riker uh, as number yeah. one, I mean, uh, becoming Riker's number number one. If if uh, mm-hmm. they go, if that they, was the case, yeah, 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 yeah. The idea was that Picard is no longer around and Riker uh, takes over command of yeah. the Enterprise D, and she uh, will be uh, his number one. But uh, but yeah, I, I agree with with Daniel about that. That speech was meant for. Either Janeway or another bigger character, but the problem is, if the decision to to kill her off was, or uh, I mean, was already made, uh, I think it, it was the the, the, uh, the right decision because you cannot kill Janeway that way. Yeah. Right. No. 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 And I actually yeah. think in story because Picard and Riker, I believe, both mentioned in the first episode, they've been invited to speak. So perhaps the original plan was to have Picard speak from the bridge of the Enterprise F, but because oh. they're fugitives yeah. and you know, like they're now considered okay. outlaws as far as Starfleet screen, like she could be a last minute replacement, which is actually kind of even funnier <laughs> if you think about Shelby as like filling in. She's like the C team. <laughs> we can't get this one. We can't get this one. I guess we'll bring you. <laughs> The same team. That's so sad. So, you're saying that they had a list and they went right up to the bottom of the list saying, oh, 
What else do we got? Oh, Jebby, yes. Picard, <laughs> Riker, Janeway is on Prime. <laughs> All right. So now, now we, now we can, now we can talk about the, the, you know, the last fifteen minutes or so of the episode. Oh my God. Okay. Our, our I, I, I will be back for that. Just give me a second. <laughs> He's out. All right. All right. Well, He's- we can talk about the Enterprise and the return to the Enterprise, very much like Star Trek Four. I mean, the way the scene shot and they're on the shuttle. And they approach and they the surprise, you know. Very and much. Surprise, big surprise, right? It's been yep. teased, and you kind of knew when Jordy's like, "I have an idea. We're going to go back to the museum." You're like, "Okay, clearly it's he's got to." This, 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 this gets the date. It's going to. We're going to see it. Gonna, yeah, see you're it. like, well, "What ship we're is going to be?" It. And and you're like, "It's got to be." You're, you're thinking, "Okay, D E D E. It's got to be the D, just because you know." But how? And so I love that how he explains it. I think it. it totally makes sense they already set up the fact that they retrieved kirk's bones right so we know they went back there yeah yeah. and and i'm i'm excited to see next week is it going to be like is it all going to be blown up like like not like literally but we'll be they be in there and there'll be smoke and panels flying off and jordy's like i spent years restoring this (laughs) and now it's just like we're gonna totally trash the ship (laughs) But at least it's going down oh, for – oh, yes. Captain. <laughs> Captain. Okay. How do you feel about I can discuss this. How do you feel about your bridge, Captain? I have completely lost control of this podcast. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Sergio, we were just – I was just saying that uh, I'm expecting next week to see the ship. They're going to battle. And, you know, they're getting shot at and things are flying off and panels are blowing up. And Jordy's just like, I spent 20 years exploring this ship. And, and now we're just going to shoot it up again. Like, we just fixed it. I just fixed it. Let, let's keep her in one piece at least for one day. <laughs> for, anybody who's, for anybody who is listening to this podcast uh, and not watching it, um, Sergio, one of my guests, has just jumped back he stepped off miserably from the podcast jumped back in and now he's got on the team the next generation command uniform of of jean-luc picard captain jean-luc picard so he is now in cosplay and jay is in cosplay of the science uh science uniform from star trek picard um, so, <laughs> yeah. and I, I am what I call Star Trek bounding. It's very similar to Disney bounding, where you dress See, up similar to that. Disney. I, I was, I was about to ask I'm not, I'm not actually wearing any, but I'm wearing a maroon shirt and this sort of vaguely knitted black top. And I feel like in the future, they're always wearing a knitted sweater coat. A lot of knits. Some reason, it's, it's almost like it's almost like you're 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 bounding in first contact. Yes, 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 very they, much. They wore well, that. They wore that. The, the red clothing. shirt. Actually, if I had that vest, I would wear that. That's a cool vest. I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that vest. Yes. A computer. Yeah. Century yeah, let's, let's say this. They went from the jumpsuit to the leather jackets, and the next step is the needed. <laughs> well, when Riker and Troy came back in season one, I'm sure he was wearing a knitted top. Like, there's just for some reason people think future casual knit knit knitwear. That's yes. 
wait, 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 wait for a second, for a second. We need, we need to ask this Sergio the right questions. We don't yeah. know if you're a changeling. We don't Did know you if you're a changeling back? dressed in that uniform. Yeah, you We're just got back. Away. How do, we, how do we know you're Sergio? I don't think we know Sergio well enough to 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 actually you identify. You do, my friend. You do. Where did you meet me, Sergio? Where did you meet me for the first time? Amoeba music. Oh! Kill him! Kill him now! Doesn't even remember. I don't remember. It was at the Hollywood Boulevard. Well done. We have a we have a two vix on board. Anyway. Oh no! Don't go there! Don't go there! All right. Oh my god. That's All right, later. so 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 on the shuttle, on the shuttle. Let's go back on the shuttle. Um, we kind of are. We're like asking ourselves, you know, it's it's the D, and so uh, the thing is, they're all looking at Worf about like the E. <laughs> like that was yeah. not my fault. So we still, we still don't know. We still don't know. <laughs> we still don't know what happened with the E on a special. No, here's, here's the thing about the E. We haven't seen what happened to her on screen, but it's, there's a clue on that. Do you remember those um, logs that were posted by uh, the official Star Trek account before the, the premiere of this, of this season? Yes, that's what I remember. I remember yeah. that. And, and here we, we learned which, that which ones were her, her last, her last, um, her last mission was classified. Classified. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I tried that's to look for thing. that log. I couldn't find that log in the log in Star Trek logs. It was early, early this year. I think it was, uh, like, uh, one week before the premiere, but then there is, um, a book, uh, that is, uh, complementary uh, to the first uh, Picard's first season, that said that uh, Worf was in command, and uh, I think they they uh, the Enterprise was almost destroyed on that on that uh, on that mission, and there was decommissioned uh, uh, by, by before because of that. So I, I I think that somebody will write a book about. Uh, Worf being in command of the Enterprise E. Uh, well, the implication has to be that whatever happened, it, it, unless it's lost, which it could be, it's in worse shape than yes. the soft section of the D, which crashed on a freaking planet. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know what he did to it, but it's 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 a clearly a mess. It's beyond yeah. repair. But and yeah, because it was to be a mess under, with the scimitar crashing into the scimitar. Yeah, and to be honest, uh, if we are bringing back the whole crew of TNG. You need that character that is the Enterprise D. Oh, yeah. It's much more poetic. If if, they, if it had been the Enterprise E, as, and I love the Enterprise E. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't I mean, have I mean, the... Worf, Worf loves the phasers. Worf did not serve. I mean, I guess he commanded it later. Yes, right. he did not serve on the E yeah. with them. Yeah, right. No, they don't. They don't have the shared history on the E that they have on, oh, they on, do the, on the on the yeah. D. Mm -hmm. 
We talk about uh, the details of that this scene. There is something that I really would love to see uh, or to hear. That was Picard saying, gentlemen, we are home. Yeah. That yeah. was missed. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I when when the doors opened and they were soon uh, on Picard, they said, okay, here he comes. And there was nothing there. He just said, oh, the Enterprise D. I yes. bet I bet the reason they didn't, because you're right, it's a great callback to what Kirk says in Star Trek IV. Yeah, in Star Trek IV. But I bet yeah. they didn't because of Star Wars. Because everyone oh. thinks of Chewie were home with the money. Oh, oh, you're right. And they probably right. were like, because yeah, he said yeah, this. It's still yeah. now. Metallus yeah. said this. He was asked if he was going to end with them signing, like in Star Trek Six. Yeah, um, he said he did, yes. No. He said, yeah, no, but like, only because Avengers did it. Yes. Avengers because Avengers yeah. did it, I don't want to like be copying Avengers. And yeah. you could argue the we're home line, it's been so co-opted by Harrison Ford that's so funny. that if you used it, people would just think, they would immediately think about Star Wars, right? Yeah, so that's so probably why they made that choice. Just to that little point really quick, um, sitting in the theater watching Avengers and them sign, I turned to my, my son and I said, Star Trek did that first. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I said the same thing to my friend. Yes. I saw yes. It. And I, and just like just like you guys, I I, I and uh, you know I was in our chat prior to this podcast. You know I was I'm not gonna be surprised if Kevin. I don't know if I should even say it. <laughs> you know I'll refrain from saying it uh, for reasons. You know this is a Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek. <laughs> I wasn't about to go there, but you know what? Let's let that. I just want to say, taking into account all the production, all the details that went into the final scene of them introducing the Enterprise D and having the cast on board was just how can you not have so many emotions on the emotions of seeing the D? I I cried, I bawled um, during that whole reveal. Even though you you had a sense you knew it was coming, they set that up properly. With obviously that first that first shot that you see was the lights turning on on top of the call sign uh, for the Enterprise D, which Whoa. is so traditional. In, which was so traditional in Star Trek. All those shots were so traditional in Star Trek. Um, they did it with the they kind of uh, they didn't do it with the Titan, I don't think, because they revealed the hole first, and then they re- and then yes. they did the lights. Uh, so when they showed the lights first, um, I, I immediately just started. I can't believe I, I, I was. I, was, I can't believe they're doing this. I can't believe they're doing this. And then you know, Jordy goes on to explain where they got the engine and then the cells from, because obviously that would mm-hmm. need to be explained. Um, you know, obviously the 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 bottom uh, part of of the Enterprise D was destroyed by the Borg which was the battle bridge and engineering and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but you, you had to almost take in a moment and see, it's almost as if the cast, it all, it looked so natural the way they, it was like almost they were dressed in costume. They were ready for their roles. And they, it looked like sure. as if they had walked into that set again for the first time. And they just, it almost seemed like nothing was improvised. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, everything was, was, was just natural. It was, it, was it was organic. It was, it was organic. It was, very, it was natural. That's yes. what I'm looking for. 
That's yeah, it was organic. I mean, it, it worked perfectly. But before before we said something uh, something else, can we have a round of applause for Dave Lass and Liz Klogowski? Because yes, that Dave Lass was... Is and, my, and, and Michael, Michael and Denise Koda, and even, uh, I'm sure Doug Drexler had some artwork. Yes. Uh, contribution the I mean, the whole production well. crew, uh, I mean... We, we just got, and you know what you know what that 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 was um i gotta give props to the way that was directed and i, I i'm sorry i apologize for not mentioning the director's name terry metallus i'm sorry i'm sorry terry um <laughs> that they even focus on that part where picard is just his you see his hand grazing the panels was just yes. no pun intended no pun intended a great touch because it's you know you wanted to um it's her She's you wanted back. to take in the details yeah. Of, yeah. of that feel of we're back on this bridge we're back home picard goes on to loves the carpet again yeah, and there's uh, beside the, the the carpet joke, there's something that really blew blew my mind. There is the two posthumous cameos. Yeah, because there is not just one. There's two. When Picard is looking at the dedication uh, uh, plaque, mm -hmm. the first name you see under uh, the um, the whole. Um, uh, Molo of the Enterprise, it's Admiral Gene Roddenberry. Yeah. Oh, right. I did. I, I didn't see that. I didn't. I couldn't see that detail. So I, I, I mean, I recover all, almost recover from Joe's death, and then when the doors of uh, Hunger Twelve open, I was a mess. But the second I saw that name, I was crying like a baby. Because that uh, particular homage to the creator of this marvelous world was so subtle that it worked perfectly. And then, I mean, hearing again is that the first time we see uh, Gene Roddenberry's name now, like part of the canon? Mm. Well, well, the thing is, what, what's great. So. Well, what's great about the Shui shot is it is a similar episode in Enterprise when they rebuild the the Toss Bridge, right? Yeah, They're yeah. using cameras and lenses that are so much sharper and higher resolution than yes. the sets ever been shot with before. So right. even if you're seeing things that were you've seen before, you're seeing detail yes. that yeah. never yes. seen before, and I, that's such yeah. a cool experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I was saying that uh, hearing again, Major's Major voice. Major's bears, Major Bear's voice. Yeah, she's the voice. Ooh. She's the voice. Yes. She's the voice without question. So, and I, I know that it's, uh, I, uh, I mean, the field emotion was was great, uh, but we need to to hear her again saying, USS Enterprise now in the command of Captain Jean-Luc Picard, because mm -hmm. that's that's uh, the right thing. 
you know, I would lo- we would love we would love to hear that. It's just the way that they had recorded, as you alluded to and mentioned earlier, Jay. You know, recorded uh, certain pronunciations that she said recordings. Yeah, uh, for her, which also was talked about in one of the uh, Star Trek podcasts that I listened to. Um, mm-hmm. That they have recorded she did a ton. Uh, yeah, phonetics for for the show. And the last um, time we really heard her was in 2009 Star Trek, which was wonderful yes. too. Yeah. Right? Yes. So. Yeah. But Daniel I wonder, I wonder if, if if this was a full a full audio that they have uh, on on file, because that, I'm reading I'm reading that it came from Chain of Command. Yes. Thank you. I was thinking of uh, oh, yes. I was thinking it's, it's the same quote. It's the same quote when Picard is back. So now right, I when they have, the, they have the ceremony when he's like, I relieve you, sir. I stand relieved. Yes. Yes. So that ties to my theory that Shaw was a disciple of Shelly. <laughs> 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 These are connected, guys. Yeah, it's all connected, boy. It's all connected. <laughs> wow. Whoa. So, Daniel, let, let's get your reaction from, you know, the final scenes of uh, this episode. I mean, again, you know, it's it's like the ending of Star Trek Four. I think that's what it feels like. You know, they, they do come back to the ship. You, you get a few minutes. I was in disbelief. I mean, like I said, it made sense for the story, but I didn't think that they would have spent the money to to build a whole other set, you know, well, and... They, they, they had the Titan Bridge, you know, so and, and even when they I shoot the Shrike, or the Shrike, when they shoot the Enterprise F Bridge, it's clearly it's a Titan the, it's, redress. It's the Titan yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So you're really yeah. not looking for a new set. And but that made it special, I think, because, you, you know, you, you, there's an argument where you're like, well, if we're going to bring it back, let's bring it back for the whole season and, and let's have the adventure on the Enterprise D, you know. Yeah. And the way they did it really makes it feel like a special thing um, and we're only going to get it for a little while and everyone's going to be at their post, which if it was a, a more detailed part of the story, that would never happen. You'd have other crew, there'd be another mm-hmm. crew on the ship. And um, like I said, it's just the perfect conclusion to their story. I'm happy that this story is going to end on the bridge mm-hmm. of the Enterprise D. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, uh, we're just anticipating how that's going to end and how we're going to see that. Um, Again, I just want to add, uh, going on to what everybody is saying, you know, that the, the every single detail was accounted for in that scene. And I just want to mention how much of that detail was was portrayed. Um, you saw it when that shot, that angled shot of Data turning around in his seat to face yes. the captain, yes. which was which was ac- which was on point accurate, and then. Obviously, obviously, one of the things that Picard did was sit in his seat, and he had to adjust his uniform. The Picard maneuver is back. That, that little, that little thing right there was. Yeah. If you catch it, if you yeah, catch that, it. and it you're, you're a fan, it was, it was. you know. And 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 I know that I, I I almost overlooked this. Riker was at his chair, and he turned. Turned the. He yeah. turned yeah. his panel. Yeah. And, and it's it's those things All that you know you know you're a fan and deep within in within the Star Trek fandom and I just want to know I just want to acknowledge that to obviously <laughs> director Terry Metalis yeah. and the crew for picking up those details and the writers 
uh, for picking up on those details. And I do want to credit those writers. I probably I probably credit those writers in in an article. Sean Freda and I forgot Kylie. Uh, I can't pronounce her last name, but Kylie something um, who mm-hmm. wrote this episode. So huge props yeah. to them again. Um, huge props for a well written yeah. episode. And before, I, I want to make sure I wrap this up because there's obviously so much more to talk about on the bridge scene and so much more side Whoa. stuff that we could talk about from this episode. But I want to save it for another time and a future recap. And I hope you guys gen- will join me again. Yes. And maybe some future and maybe some future guests as well too. And um, hopefully we can try to get some other people on the show as well too to to join. It's us. just one thing I want I, I wanted to add. Um, Two things, actually. First, <laughs> seven things. No, no, two, just two things. <laughs> seven, seven of nine? Seven out of nine little, things? One little detail. Seven of nine things? No, no, no. One little detail when Data approached uh, his his post and said, hello, chair. Hello, chair. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they are... Uh, when, when we saw the Enterprise um, preparing to warp, the sound effect is oh, the sound effect of TNG. Of TNG. That, I mean, was chapeau because that detail was amazing. Also, amazing. Also the, the it, was was... it was the thing we were all were waiting for, to hear yeah. that humming and then the the the, the engine power up and <laughs> my yeah, journey, journey, res- journey restarted to the four generations yes i know, <laughs> it was I, know- right. <laughs> I noticed when jordy said lights and all the systems started coming on yes that the sound, that the sounds had because we have we have newer technology yes so i noticed that the sounds were probably remastered a bit um, or upgraded a bit, you know, to reflect that. But just overall, um, you know, Daniel had mentioned it that this is a really great way to add some icing on the cake to add mm-hmm. that special touch yeah. to, um, you know, send this cast off perfectly and have it end, end with the Enterprise D. I mean, uh, there's no other way that this could go out. And again, you know, this is. For a lot of us, this is the proper ending. We yeah. do have. We're. Uh, we're. Aw- I'm just awaiting some other. What there's all stops have been pulled, so I'm just waiting for what other surprise is going to be pulled last in the very last episode, and then for uh, the entire fandom to just start bawling and crying. And we theorize about episode ten. I think we. I think we got to call this. We're at. We're at one yeah. hour forty seven minutes. I don't. Yeah, know. yeah. We, we're we're at yeah. we're at time. So, <laughs> um. So and. <laughs> My editor is going to kill me. Um, so, <laughs> so and I, I'm, I'm going to say that on the editor, podcast. Editor, sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so everything was packed into this episode. So much. This, this, is, this, this is what you get when you allow four guys to geek out. Yes. <laughs> 
it's 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 just gonna happen. It's gonna bring up so many But again, as I mentioned last podcast, there's just so much detail and so much topics to talk about, and that's why we love Star Trek. This is yeah. why we do the things that. This is why we do the things that we do. We we cosplay. We appear at events. Uh, we we tweet about it. We share our pictures on social media. You know, it's such that love of this fandom so much. But any anything in anything in closing. Um, and and we got to make it quick. But anything in closing before um, before we close out this podcast? Uh, let me start with uh, let me start with Jay. Anything in closing that you want to mention? <sighs> Nothing really. I think everything. I mean, there's more, and I don't want to start a new tangent. But I'm just super excited for how this will all end because it it was there just there were so many moving pieces and the way that they wrote this 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 series um it's the love letter that it's season eight and um yeah. i'm sure that's what's going to happen next episode and i'm super excited for it so i'll leave it this is that. our season eight of tng right uh daniel go ahead well I, in closing i just have one thing to say don't miss stars on mars on fox june 5th <laughs> William Shatner. <laughs> That sounds fun. <laughs> Shameless plug. And Daniel, I want to definitely hit you up after this podcast. Um, Sergio, uh, go ahead. Any last any last words? Oh, last words? I'm dying? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the guys, uh, they're, they're here to take me out. <laughs> Steve, Steve, CVS receipt. CVS receipt. Yeah. Yes. No, um... Yes, I, I, I agree with Jay. This is uh, TNG season eight uh, and the love letter. As I, 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 I said it on, on our last podcast, it's the love letter that we, we are all waiting for uh, um, to TNG. And um, I cannot wait to see the end of this. I hope that uh, Jack goes full uh, Trojan horse with the Borgs. Uh, and, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm going to end this saying what I said on Twitter. Thank you, Terry Matalas. Thank you, uh, Dave Blas. Thank you, the whole production uh, crew. Thank you, Patrick Stewart. Thank you, Jordan Frakes. Thank you, Marina Sirtis. Thank you, Gate McFadden. Thank you, um, Brent Spiner. Michael, Michael Dorn, Brent Spiner. Thank you. Because this is what we're asking for. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And Livar, sorry, I, I left Livar away. <laughs> oh, sorry, Livar. Sorry, Livar. <laughs> Our national um, treasure. Thank you. With, with no, with no intention, with no intention at all to oversee, nope. uh, to give any oversight to him. But you know, thank you all again for joining me on this podcast. We will be having another podcast next week discussing the finale of this series in the finale of the season for episode 10 uh, Star Trek Picard so join us next week so thank yeah. you very much and and everybody listening and watching uh, live long and prosper have a great week everybody and enjoy, enjoy the finale of, enjoy the finale of next week's Star Trek Picard bye bye please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Temple of Geek and remember to visit templeofgeek.com, your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.